Welcome to In the Pub with Mike Bradbury, the Cinema Technology Community podcast uh, produced by the Cinema Technology uh, Community. How are we doing, guys? We have Kevin Marquick with us as normal. Hello. How Hello. Are you we, doing? Have, we have Tony Purvis with us. Hello. I nearly called you Tony Preston then. That was my friend from school. <laughs> Well, I'm Sorry. just, I'm so glad that you feel like I've been in your life for that long. It makes me so happy. I know, I know. I can't believe that. And we have Nick Noland, and, and the regulars might not remember Nick Noland. We're, we've worked with the CTC community in the past uh, at the UK Cinema Association Conference and IBC and things like that. So, Nick, do you want to introduce yourself? Uh, hello, I'm Nick Noland. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I go back a long way with Mike. Uh, well, quite a long way. Um, um, I think we we it, it started for me. My memory is that um, the stuff with you started about the time that we screened um, a film that I'd made with Peter Strickland. Um, the Duke of it was Burgundy. called the Duke of Burgundy yeah. at a cinema uh, somewhere in Soho. Um, quite deep down, several layers down, and um, the colourist who had worked on that um, was with me, uh, Greg um, Fisher, from now Company 3, brilliant, you know, top end, absolute top end. Yeah, um, and um, I remember sitting, and um, the film came on, and we looked at each other, I was like, oh dear, <laughs> this doesn't look quite right. Mm-hmm. I really should have been to check, but I hadn't. I was working, didn't get around to it. Um, so we we both realised that it was quite um, a little bit bright, lacking contrast. Um, and also there was quite a lot of ambient light on the screen. And there was a one particular scene that... that um, occurs in this movie the crotch where, um, shot <laughs> <laughs> well that was, in, a, that was in, how you explained in, it to me <laughs> Peter, Peter Strickland is a lovely 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 director writer director who I'd worked with before on Barbarian Sound Studio and this one um, when I read the script um, it was about it was about relationships it happened to be two women's relationships, but it was really about relationships. Um, and um, it, it was a little bit strange, a needy kind of purse, both needy in their way. Um, one of them liking sort of to be abused. It was a bit wicked, really. I loved it. Um, Absolutely but loved Peter's it. idea was that you, yeah. you draw the audience in and you make them kind of think about what they're watching by the reaction to to what happens on screen that's kind of how he explains it anyway there was one scene um, which was written the camera uh, travels uh, across the room uh, between the legs (laughs) um, up the skirt and into the pubic hairs Mm. and vanishes within now we shot that. When we shot that, um, the 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 main actress, um, oh, I never remember how to pronounce her name, Sids, <laughs> um, was um, 
Um, she she didn't want to do the whole hog, so she did wear some knickers, some black knickers, um, which was fine. Seemed a good idea. Okay, we'll go with that. So when idea. we when we graded this, we sat the 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 black down so far that you couldn't make out quite what you were looking at. Mm-hmm. There was sort of it wasn't completely black it was sort of nothing but sort of there very much in the shadows very very much in the shadows and of course in this slightly too bright low contrast uh, ambient light (laughs) you could see she had knickers on (laughs) and it kind of thank god (laughs) well it 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 spoiled Uh it spoiled peter's gag spoiled the illusion that was the problem Yeah. yeah So that got us going a little bit around the um, how, how can we how can we make sure that all, all the settings and all the cinemas in the whole world mm-hmm. are going to be exactly calibrated exactly like we've seen it we've 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 graded it in a, a top of the range um, grading suite in in Soho and you can't get better and I think at the same time now I don't know quite whether. I got in touch with you, or you then got in touch with me, I think. I think it was through the UKCA Association. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah, because then there were the issues with the laser projectors coming through, and that Mm -hmm. was your thing, and and meeting you and having those two issues, one from my side, as it were, Mm -hmm. and one from your side, made made it kind of very interesting and intriguing. Yeah. And uh, in fact, we did use another shot in the in that film to demonstrate the disastrous nature of what is called speckle. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it was. It was the scene on the balcony uh, where he, she's lying on the, like a sunbed. Yeah, and yeah. it was very brightly lit, and you could there was lots of um, light on her face, and you could see a lot of speckle on her face. If you remember, and on the white gown, uh, the white, fa- the white, yeah, yeah, it, it was, um, and it yeah. was, and I remember you being particularly disturbed <laughs> by how it looked uh, with with uh, laser and the the amount of speckle that was on there. Yeah, I mean the speckle was something else, wasn't it? it yeah, it was. It literally lifted off the screen mm-hmm. and and had a kind of a strange three D kind of. I mean, yes, yeah, speckle. It was like a noise. Um, yeah, it yeah. was. It was so strange. I mean, it's like I always likened it. I remember when you got one of those green LEDs, mm-hmm. um, and we used to use them for. Uh, we still do, you know. If I was working, I'd still have one to point out where I want a light put, and you ping it on something, and there is a little bit of a lift of stuff around it. Mm-hmm. You know, set kind of. Anyway, it was that made super large and in the highlights and mm. it showed up incredibly badly on that so the outcome of that was you persuading me to go to um to I, I think we looked at some other stuff and then you were going to be at the IA, I, IBC, IBC mm-hmm. and I happened to be coming back from holiday mm-hmm. um via um I think I've been in Czechoslovakia, I don't know, Budapest, 
I mean, in Corsica, and I drove to Budapest, and I drove to, to Amsterdam. <laughs> my son was staying in 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 Copenhagen. Uh, no, it wasn't Copenhagen. It was um, Amsterdam. Yeah, Amsterdam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it all sort of worked quite well, and and I remember I have a very distinct memory of standing up and and saying, "Speckle is not acceptable." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, in front of in front of this huge audience of cinema owners, <laughs> technicians, and all that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. and the other one was ambient light is not acceptable, mm-hmm. um, and I don't think I went too heavy on the on the um, uh, setting stuff as well, but mm. it was those two things I do remember kind of shouting out and feeling like. I mean, that was a bit bold. Very much so. Um, but we were going to try and find some way of, you know, getting exhibitors to join in and some kind of standard, weren't we? I seem to remember, but it didn't really... For ambient light or... Well, just the whole thing of bringing exhibitors along. Yeah. But, because it's this whole thing of um, production and exhibition near the twain shall meet, yeah. which is ridiculous. Completely. It's Completely. ridiculous because... Yeah. You know, we can yeah. really sod your film up in exhibition, as you as you saw yes. <laughs> with your own eyes. And, yes. you know, we need to work together more, I think. Yeah. No, we absolutely can, and we absolutely should. And, you know, we, we, we were at the UKCA Association conference. We mentioned it there. Yeah. You know, we've yeah. done various presentations to the um, National Film and Television School, um, okay. and we've done other presentations. We, we also went to the BSC... Um, yes, you did indeed. Yeah. Um, yeah. Expo, yeah, um, yeah. and we yeah. talked about it, it, it there. It is there, yeah. And there was a couple. There was Ian Softly was there as well. Yes, um, and we we really brought it to light. We, you know, no pun intended. Um, we brought it up quite a lot. We mentioned it quite a lot. We brought it up in various conferences, um, trying to raise the game. Um, I know we've done lots of stuff with regards to ambient light. Um, oh, ambient light, yeah, of yeah, particularly with ambient light, um, and also with, with things like silver screens and hotspots and and things like that, yes. in order to to get as much uniformity on screen as possible, as well as improve contrast. Yes, that was the other one, wasn't it? Hotspots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, as well as speckle. You know, yes. we've been we've been flying the flag to try and improve standards for a while. Um, so, just in case you didn't realise, Nick's a, a, a cinematographer. Um, who has worked on various movies with Peter Strickland and other other film directors? I think you did Stardust as well. Yeah. Um, and um, there was another movie you did reasonably recently, didn't you? Uh, Stardust was probably the last one I did. Yeah. Right. And that that right. was kind of came out just before the pandemic. I think it was was trashed by um, uh, Universal Film. Um, right. Universal music, and, and you did England is mine as well, believe. Sorry, England is mine as well. England is mine. Yeah, that was yeah. another one I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was yeah. done in, in was that done in the Manchester area? Because you you called yeah, me up and said, was, are, you, "Are you around?" Um, <laughs> yeah, we shot that up in Manchester. That was, um, gosh, the musician, um, Morrissey. 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 That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, I mean, like, like that. That was, you know, a part of his, a part of his life, leading up to the point where he becomes famous. Mm. And the Stardust was a part of um, Barry's life, 
um, which followed him becoming quite famous, but he'd had a, he'd had a real lag down mm. from that, and he was trying to find his way, mm-hmm. as it were. Yeah. And that was, um, you know, that was a, one of the adventures that w- would seem to have uh, contributed quite a lot to his development. So he came back to to then invent the um, Ziggy Stardust character. Mm. Um, mm. <clears throat> Well, yeah. So those, yeah. No, I, yeah, worked in film and and digital, and um, I I think as a cinematographer, we're always um, we're always very careful and controlled about the um, parameters of of our of our product. How how where our shadows and our highlights and everything in between sits and our exposures under or over what effects we want all that kind of stuff is 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 quite technical mm. it's obviously you know we say it's artistic as well that's <laughs> what we sell it on uh, mm. um so you have to combine the two but you do have to be technically very proficient mm. and um, I, I think in the in the old days, when we when we used to grade film, we just had um, you know one two threes <laughs> or twenty twenty five to sixteen. You know we had three numbers to play with that that um, created the grade. So you could change both the brightness and the um, the brightness a little bit, but you could. You could change the colour by altering those, and they were done mostly by eye. Um, looking at mm. somebody like Clive Noakes, a famous film um, grader, you know, he'd, he'd look and say, "Yeah, I think that needs a bit more magenta, or a bit more mm. blue, or a bit more," you know. Mm-hmm. And he would make those adjustments, and then we would go back later to review them. Um, so that was how we kind of managed everything then when I suppose when digital came in it gave us the possibility to be more in control of what we were doing because we then had uh, well it was before digital actually um, it was before it was film first of all was was TK'd telecined and before that it was there was something else that goes back to um one of my promos, which I always see as my finest bit of work, no. <laughs> my favourite bit of work, oh, okay. which would be the which would be the Ultravox Vienna. Oh, um, cool! Which I I love. I love the rawness of it, the oh, simplicity of that. it. Sorry, I didn't you know, realise that. Shot on a Super Sixteen. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> down at the um, old um, uh, Granada Cinema. In the, there was some of that, wasn't there? In there. Granada in um, uh, uh, oh, what's it called? Sorry, my brain is gone. Yeah, uh, Kingston, Granada, Kingston. Did you not shoot some of that there? No, oh, maybe no, I've got no. Okay. We shot that in in um, uh, Covent Garden. All oh, right, okay. against the three pillars of the of the mm-hmm. chapel at the end. Um, before Covent Garden is right now, <laughs> <laughs> um, and the. A cinema up on uh, out, 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 out sort of northwest. Mm. 
um, and then we went out. We went out to Vienna. Ah, uh, Vienna. Shop bits there as Wait well. a minute. Actual Vienna. There's a link there. <laughs> <laughs> Means nothing to me. Yeah, oh, Vienna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was shot. On, I shot that on on uh, reversal stock. Oh, okay. Because it transferred better on the system they used there. They were they were as it were rephotographing um, uh, positives, not negatives. Yeah. TKs came in and they handled both, but they handled negative very well. So that was then graded in, as it were, a TV mode. Mm. So that was my earliest experience of not having my stuff done by numbers. Mm. And most of the promos then were doing, did that. And that led to um, TK um, uh, and then later to scanning the negative. Um, and then, then obviously now we have, you know, we, we have, we still have the choice of shooting on, on film, um, expensive, environmentally, probably a little bit, I don't know, not as bad as flying from here to New York a few times, but (laughs) especially if you travel first class. Mm. Uh, So uh, first class, what's first class? First class is eight times the emissions of of the back of the aircraft. Really? Is it? Yeah. I did not know that. Uh, I didn't know that. Refused mm. to fly club or first class. No, I'm going to have to stop yeah. flying yeah. first class yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> My mother always said, turn left when you get on an aeroplane. So I'm going yeah. to... Yeah. yeah. I mean, I love... I did do a few first class, but, but it is a fact that... Mm. that um, oh, wow. That um, from the emissions point of view, you're taking up that much more of the aeroplane. I suppose mm. so, yeah. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. so as early yeah. as nineteen eighty, then you were battling with the video uh, stroke, yeah, back stroke there, film yeah. kind of thing. Somewhere yeah, back there, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. yeah. So going on about the contrast or the lack of it uh, yeah. for Duke and Burgundy screening, um, obviously brings up a memory of mine when we were in IBC, where we were looking at some of the technology, and one of the technologies that we saw was the LED screens that was on there. And you, I, oh, remember, my list. I remember you <laughs> specifically saying to me, when are cinemas going to have LED screens? Yeah. And I remember oh, thinking, wow. oh my God, no, I don't want LED screens. Yeah. That sounds like an awful idea. But at the same time, it, it's, it made me think, well, if a cinematographer wants LED screens, you know, what, what's, what, what, what's the beef? Um, mm. And I've seen a few different LED screens now, and there's there's mixed reviews, shall we say? Um, you know, that you certainly get the blacks. But going into a, a high dynamic range conversation, yeah, yeah. Um, what what's your thoughts on on high dynamic range, Nick, and and the rest, everybody, mm. really? You know, because we we hear a lot about you know new projectors are coming into the market. We've got new. Um, standards that are wanting to be adopted. Um, we're, we're hearing lots of different high dynamic range brands, shall we call them? There's HD, uh, H, HDR10, HDR10 yeah. Plus. There's yeah. HLG, which is the BBC one. Yeah. Oh, there's yeah, Dolby one. Vision. Um, yeah. You know, where do we stop? What's what's the standard? Is there a standard? Is when... there a standard for cinema though? I, I'm I, well, sure this is. this this is the question. Because there isn't at the moment. No, but what do we use if we want HDR in the cinema, which we don't have, I believe, do we? Well, only Dolby Vision, and we have higher contrast in some of the newer laser IMAXs. They've got better blacks, 
Uh, don't really know what the contrast ratio is technically. I mean, Dolby advertise a million to one if everything's black in the room. Um, well, that's the issue. I mean, I, this is partly why I wanted to bring Greg along tonight, but he couldn't make it. No, it's a shame. I, yeah, I mean, to, to, to enjoy HDR, I, I have a, a 55-inch Sony OLED um, and when I am on a, a Netflix or a BBC that is HDR, it turns itself into an HDR. Um, and there can be different signals, uh, standards, you know, it, uh, I think standard, there's so many different standards, they just can, mm. can understand. It's just a bit rate It's just different ways of, of compression, compressing and the, the, the various stuff. I think the BBC One is, works better for them obviously doesn't work better for Netflix. So mm-hmm. I don't know, I, I can't quite remember. There was a very specific discussion about that early days, I remember. But the key element is um, you can, in theory, have a completely black screen. And I have my my own screening room. <laughs> right. um, I've got um, dark grey walls. I've got a blind that can come down. Mm-hmm. Because uh, even in London, you get light through the window mm-hmm. <laughs> in the middle of the night. So I've got a black, so I'm completely without light in there. And if I'm on an HDR and they cut, as it were, cut, go to black, I can't see the telly at all. Mm-hmm. That sounds and, amazing. And I think that's well, cool. That's is that really cool, cool though? I find that uh, really unsettling. My TV does that. When it's black, it goes completely black. Yeah, yeah so but, does mine. but can you see the walls around it? Just let you know, I've got uh, one yeah, of those tellies as well. Yeah, <laughs> no, well, try it. Try cutting it out because then okay. you're in a different, you're in a different dimension, as it were. But it looks to me and, like it's and just you gone could, off. Yeah. and you could, <laughs> in theory, create a movie that that uses the very faintest of images that that isn't being done now still not being done mostly hdr is used to boost the highlights yeah um which is horrible <laughs> it's all being used the wrong way so are um, we going to get closer to proper black by using hdr is that is that well that'll place? depend on your screen mm-hmm. yeah and um, when you when you're in dolby in soho mm-hmm. you do get black mm-hmm total plan because they don't have any lights on at all this has been a well this has been a conversation for many years it hasn't has. it? many many years and the, the 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 odd thing i as far as i'm aware theaters are allowed to switch off all the lights all the auditorium lights during a performance and I've I've witnessed this, funnily enough, on a on a the um, uh, a theatre in in Soho. What was it called? No, Common Garden. Um, Not the comedy uh, theatre. No, it no. was a, it was a kind of twenty one. I can't. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, they came to a point where in the in the film, I don't even remember. All the lights go out. There's a power cut. And, and on screen, obviously, it goes grey. 
<laughs> dark grey. Uh, it's yes. still grey. In the in the theatre, it went dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like yeah. That's what you want. That's what I want. Well, I tell you, I've so, seen that. I've seen that with my own eyes. There was um, um, Anthony Schaffer's play, Black Comedy. I don't okay. know if you've seen that. And that uses... Um, so when uh, it starts off, it's extraordinary. I saw. I think it was in the Comedy Theatre. It was in a double feature with... Um, double feature, double bill with the really Inspector Hound, Tom Stoppard's play. And it's, it's a comedy. So uh, how can I explain... When the play starts, all the lights in the auditorium go out and you cannot see your light, your hand yeah, in front yeah. of your face. Right. It is completely yeah. dark. Yeah. And what happens, and you hear the actors all walking around the stage and they're doing this and they're doing that. And then there's a power cut and what they do is they do, all the lights come on. So you can watch them all flailing yeah, okay. around in the dark. It's, it's very funny. <laughs> but yes, you're absolutely right. In a yeah, theatre, yeah, yeah. you can yeah. have... Absolute darkness, but we're, we we I don't think anybody would do that in a cinema. Well, it, why not? Well, I think, I, I'm for why it. So not? I, I know that why? when I was um, looking after a couple of sites, it was down to the council that you were in as to mm. how many emergency lights you need for health and safety, and that's that, that, that's the that's, problem. Yeah, that's what's quoted. But mm. but do you question them about well, why do you allow? theatres to do it well I think that that should be a question yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm I think that. we should yeah. launch I, I think I we think... should launch this again <laughs> I can feel I can feel the power coming on <laughs> give me another beer here we go <laughs> let's do it but I mean just playing devil's advocate earlier yeah. on you, Kevin you said that when your TV goes completely black and and you can't see anything, it's a bit unnerving. Well, that's only because it's in relation to the rest of the room, like yeah, you were saying. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah. point. But is that not... How, it's like it's gone off. How often do you not get light back from the screen? Mm-hmm. Well, with my it's TV, never. never. So no. if you're unsettled by your delightful TV, Kevin, mm. do feel yeah. free to do a swap with me, oh, because okay. I, oh, I yeah. will take that off your hands. <laughs> no, it's only that, as you say, because I have, um, you know, I have a 4K projector at home on the CV projecting onto a screen and that is completely different to the the what i see on the television yeah completely yeah completely different but um yeah. yes i mean i'm all for that i mean completely dark auditorium i'm absolutely up for that but and i can do that because i'm an independent exhibitor and nobody's going to sue me well do anyway. you do that though you are. i do no it's as dark as i can possibly make it so um, well, why is it not completely black then well because I, I think there is some law that says we need to have the exit well that's my yeah, point I think, the exit, yeah. <laughs> I think probably even the even the theaters might have to have their exits on yeah mm. yeah um and perhaps a theater yeah. is a different uh architectural design so perhaps they're not as uh, yeah, as obvious. In but my obvious. experience, they're yeah, usually use worse. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I can try, Nick. I can try, too. What I do they is... Vary. Everybody varies in terms of how difficult and how easy. I mean, you could, you could, for instance, have the teeniest amount of light down mm. by your feet, only down there, mm. not... Uh, and just... I'll come and I'll come and set it up for you. <laughs> yeah, okay. But you need to I suspect, you need to show where the exit is. I guess do you? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do you need to do that? Well, do you could you could have an exit you, sign. Mm-hmm. You could have yeah. an exit sign on very very low. 
uh, with, a, with a button. You know, you've got to have an emergency. Yeah. Well, what I do is I put so much gel over my exit sign. Yeah, that's that you right. You can <laughs> just about see it. I thought he was going to say in your hair then. No, you? well, where's this going? Well. But, you know, the thing about it is, yeah, because the other thing that's different in a theatre that's different in cinema, whether we like it or not, people get up and down in a cinema and they yeah. go to the loo and they go, they do these things, whereas in the theatre... They're not likely to do that. Well, I, I was going to mention that there's literally no room. If you're in the middle of a row in a theatre, mm. there is no room for you to get, get no. up and move. <laughs> At £250 and you're sitting on a 300-year-old so tip-up seat. They, yeah, they, I know. Is, that, is that the intermission then, isn't it? That's yeah. the act. Mm. Yes. Mm. So, oh, maybe we need to bring in an intermission into ah, films. <gasps> yeah. That's a whole other... That's a can topic. of worms, isn't it? It is. It's a big one. Big I'm can for of worms. it. Yeah. I'm and for you, it. Get some, you can get the ice cream yeah. person round again. Well, you know, they used to... <laughs> Remember they used, Yeah. They used to build they still intervals do it. into films. Still do it in the north. They don't do it anymore. Yeah, they do, but you don't want an but interval in a film did, that's only 90 minutes long, surely. Yeah, could, but if you have a film... Could you, have, could you start by having specific performances? Do you have enough flexibility, as you say, mm. in control over that lighting level that you could pull it down for this? You advertise this is going to mm. be... This is an experiment. Come to our show. Let's try it out. I think there's been too many instances where cinema operators have been attempted, if not, you know, if not won, um, legal battles around people yeah. falling and tripping and blaming the lighting levels mm. and things like that. So they're, they're just, I would imagine that they're really, really worried about getting taken to court because the light levels are too low. Yeah, I get stressed about the light. I mean, when I go to a lot of other cinemas, the second of scrolling credits come on yeah come the lights. that winds me up drives me crazy yeah that happened last week to me i was like i want to watch these credits but and, not only that there's still images to come like not, they weren't just on black it's it, not only that the, the the filmmakers have spent a lot of time yeah and a lot of money and a lot of energy yeah getting to this point at the end of the film where you kind of think oh and then boom, the lights come on. Well, it's not. It's not what you want. You I think. Want a I think bit of time to sit and think about. You know what's what, just you, what you want. Also, my name is at the end of the credits. Yeah. I want people to see my name <laughs> in the dark, please. And I'm sure you're the same, Nick. <laughs> but I had to shout. I shouted at a member of our staff, which is a terrible thing to do. Um, but it, I was sitting. I sat in my theatre watching Babylon and. Oh God, that's a shame. I know. I liked it. I liked it. I, God, I've not God. seen it. I liked it, but you know, they 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 heard the end credits starting and they opened all the doors and all the lights went up. It's like no, yeah, yeah, yeah it's a bit off putting. You yeah. know, yeah. uh, Damien yeah. Chazelle's just spent three hours building to this point. Yeah. The, Let's let it sit for a bit at least. The other thing is, I th I think it does a disservice to the composer. Because the end credits yeah, is often yeah. wonderful music, yeah, yeah, and it's, it brings everything together. And if you if you allow yeah. people or encourage people to leave the cinema on that last piece of score, that's yeah. just an absolute disservice. If to... it is a score, I mean, it could be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. No, no, no. But what I'm, yeah, I don't, still I'm cool, not. Though. I'm, not <laughs> I'm not against putting well, the lights now, up during now, the credits. Now we're, prob we're probably. Unfortunately, criticising the audience is more than we are. Mm. Yeah, <laughs> more than we are there. Well, no, because because we're actively encouraging them to leave. Well, that's the thing. It's, I'm not against putting the lights up during the credits, okay. but give it a minute or two 
to just yeah, settle that's so the that point. you can think, because, you can think okay. about it. The vast majority of, of guests mm. will leave during the credits. Yeah, they won't but, wait till the end. So it's best to... I don't believe in bringing them up straight away, all the way up, you know, yeah, boom, but, lights are on. But fading yeah. up slightly just after the credits yeah, have started. That's right. And oh, well, we used to do it for... When, when I was with Odeon, we used to do Half-Light on the credits. Yeah, I do Half-Light. Yeah, so yeah Half-Light. Half but... Babylon is in it. Yeah. I mean, whether you like Babylon or not, there's the, the end of that picture is like, it, it kind of builds up to this. It's like the end of life in a day on, yeah. on you know, it's like that, isn't it? Yeah. But what you've got to wait for is the. Yeah. Yeah. And like through, and, through, ba- I think through Babylon, like your heart is going yeah, mental, yeah, your yeah. head's going mental, and you do, you just need the, the, the soundtrack and the score mm-hmm. then builds with you, and then at the end, you need that like release. Well, you need yeah, that. You, do. you uh, have to let it settle for yeah. a bit before you, you, before you put the lights up. Yeah. But yeah, even on telly, to be honest, if yeah. I've watched something serious, yeah. I'll, I'll often switch it off. In the sense of credits, as soon as they start to go to the next episode, oh, and they squeeze mm. the <laughs> credit squeeze. You know, you know, yeah, but TV's just the same as cinema in that regard, or isn't it? Because sometimes you're watching something on Netflix, yeah. and as soon as the credits roll, it just goes. You know, it goes. To you that might small, like small something screen. completely not like what you've just watched. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, you might like ex- excursion or whatever it's well, called. I've now trained myself to have the remote in the hand, just as I know it's about to finish, so that I can click the button that says "Watch the credits." Yeah, yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah. I'd say. Yeah. But it's, but the yeah. point is, it's still an automated boom. Yeah. The credits have rolled. Therefore, we need to do something. We need to interrupt the well, credits. Yeah. Most people. I mean. Honestly, in my experience, cinema, there are many people, I haven't seen it for a while, they get up as they sense that the end credits are coming, which is really weird, but that used to happen a lot. Okay, so various people have asked me if they can write comments or ask questions uh, to In the Pub with Mike Bradbury, and you absolutely can. So if you want to ask a question or leave a comment or just generally comment on anything, uh, please email inthepub at cinema-technology.com and we will respond to those questions wherever we possibly can. But only if we want to. Well, we'll probably will. Um, so, so email away and let us know your comments, um, positive, negative, or any questions or any topics that you'd like us to raise in the future, and we will do our best. We're recording, we've got recording on here, and uh, mumbling around midnight. For all you truckers out there. <laughs> um, Kevin, what would be your trucker name if you were a trucker? I'd be Mr. Big. You know what? I reckon... <laughs> can, we, can we say that um, credits are just too bloody long now? I mean, that's part of the issue. Nobody wants to stay for 12 minutes watching the credits. No, but at the same time, you don't. there's so many people to credit. And at the same time, you've also got... You don't want it to be like the end of a sitcom where you can't read them, the bloody credits. Do you know what I mean? Where it's all no, like... Yeah, yeah, if you yeah, watch yeah, the end of credits. Casablanca, it just says the end. 
well, one of the greatest That's because films most of, of the time. credits are at the beginning, but <laughs> things have changed now and everybody has to have their credit, don't they? Even the guy who's making the tea and everything yeah. else. Yeah, has e- to have even the person that handles the international why, why, distribution. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why, why don't we just go to a. Um, what do you call those square things? Yeah, oh, like a, a holding QR card. Code. Um, yeah, a QR code. And you oh, point yeah. the QR you code. Point the camera at that for the oh, credits. Absolutely. All of the um, guilds will agree bit, to I mean, that. That's something that's, I don't know, is it a bit of an indulgence? You don't get all those credits on, a, on, a, on, on the theatre. No. You get a bit of paper with them on. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so why don't we hand out bits of paper with it them? Ju- it drives me or crazy. You can download we should them. get involved in that so actors why? guild thing <sighs> and the strike and the writers guild strike and all that that's going to mess us up for a while soon. But, well, that's right. They're, they're averaging <laughs> at about twelve to thirteen minutes at the moment credits, and it's just, it's, you know, and actually one of the yeah. things that we're getting is people complaining that films are too. Oh, I'm not going to, you know, Oppenheimer say. Three hours long. Well, it's not three hours long. It's two, probably two hours fifty. It's still a long time, Kevin. It's <laughs> no, still... I know, but it's probably not three hours. It's when you take the credits off. It's a lot shorter. Yeah, if you take the adverts yeah. and trailers off as well. Well, there's yeah. that as well, of course. Yeah, no, I, I accept <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, think of the people cleaning the auditoriums at the end. They've got more time to clean. <laughs> well, there is that. Yeah, so. that sounds like a good comedy to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, these these filmmakers take that into consideration. Especially on the on the on the anime. <laughs> Uh, special effects, CGI, you know, <laughs> yeah. you get all those. Like, right. what we're you've noticing, got the LA team, studios. you've got yeah. the Germany team. What we're noticing <laughs> is that the people being credited is increasing. So we're starting to see, well, I mean, look, I don't begrudge you your credit, Tony. I Thank really you. Don't. Would you credit it, Tony? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I am in the next one. Yeah. Um, um, what's <laughs> the next one? The last you go of the Demeter. Uh, How about the environmental yeah, impact of credits? <laughs> yeah, well, there's all of that, <laughs> of course. If you're running your uh, projector for an extra 10 minutes... There you go. What's the, uh, what's the um, carbon mm, footprint Absolutely. I mean, the counter-argument, because <laughs> you were just saying, why don't we hand out pieces of paper... That's also an yeah, environmental well, issue. That's true. <laughs> well, he did in te- technically he did say QR code rather than a yeah, piece of paper. Code, it was yeah. only the reference to theatre that was the paper. Yeah. So, uh, but no, we're starting to see um, individual members of the orchestra now yeah, yeah. now credited. I mean, yeah. come on, yeah. you know. And if you're going to go down that road, you get, well, okay. What about the person that sold you the popcorn supplied by you know <laughs> carpets in the cinema supplied by well, the seats vi- supplied no, exactly. by I mean yeah, come the, on the violinist yeah. of Joe Flinty deserves his credit yeah really? and, and if there's a Susamophone we, defi- we are definitely crediting a Susamophone <laughs> I would say it actually does them a discredit doesn't yeah. it <laughs> do you think but you know it's tricky well it's, it's, it's like pandering to some kind of crazy ego stuff isn't it I suppose, you know, I suppose. My name yeah. was up there. Well, you know, that your means mum, I'm someone. <laughs> your mum goes to the Rex Can't you page. be someone by not being up there? Well, uh, it's all right. No one, say, uh, no one stays at the end be, anyway. No, they here. don't. But I blame Marvel because, of course, they've oh. now got these bloody bits of things in the credits. <laughs> the geek spot. Uh. Is that what it's called? Well, I heard that the I advertisers... Can never find it. The ad- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the advertisers were contemplating putting an advert at the end of the films because they knew a lot of people were staying um, for the geek spot. So um, I'm trying to keep a straight face when I'm saying this. <laughs> um, and we and we have somewhat 
<laughs> diverged away from high dynamic range. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Well, the big... Uh, come back to that HDR then. Uh, we've talked quite a bit about the dark and the wonderful stuff that we could do, but are probably not going to be able to do because that's not going to be the, what we'll get from it. Um, so the other problem that I have seen with it um, I've seen it handled well I've seen it handled badly is that the, it allows the, 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 the top range of an of a image to be brighter mm -hmm. and less if we, if we talk about a, a lot of people talk about well when I do an HDR print or version I want it to look as to look as much like the standard dynamic range as possible, oh, because what? that's a very comfortable look. So the 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 highlights are bright, but you know they're balanced. not too bright. They're, they're not too bright. If you don't do that, then you can get some very very peaky um, brightness out of it mm -hmm. that distract the eye from what I've seen. Can I ask you a question? Because I've thought this as well. Janet Skaminski, the DOP of Spielberg does this, I think, does this quite a lot. He does a lot of very, very bright lights. Yeah. He blows out the windows. He does. He, yeah, he, bl yeah. windows he blows well. it out yeah. big time. Yeah. And I, I find that really distracting. And some people, um, it's an aesthetic and fine, and some people might really like it, but mm. I find it really distracting, and I also find it quite harsh on the eye. Mm -hmm. um, he, he's done this for a while now, particularly, you know... Tintin and Ready Player One aside, because they're more animated than mm -hmm. real life. But, you know, I, I find this really distracting. Uh, too much. There's, there's almost too much of a, of a range, too much of a contrast yeah. between yeah. a really bright thing in a scene and a really dark thing in a scene. Um, and I don't think they complement each other very well. And I'm really curious to know what you think about that, Nick. Um, it's not something that I like myself mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I, I admire his, a lot of his work not, mm, yeah not, I do he's great um, um, and I think that is a, it, it, it's quite a modern issue I think there's quite a lot of that on mm. TV and mm, stuff yeah, where, yeah I'd agree yeah. Uh, he, we're, we're allowed to allow the, the windows to burn out it allows us what it allows us is to to make the light feel as though it's really coming from the window, because it is coming from the window. Mm. <laughs> um, and if we took the light down so it wasn't so bright in the windows, then we would have to augment the light coming across the room. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah I mean, no, I do. Light travels so far. But does that work in cinema, which is running at around 2,000 to 1 contrast ratio, mm. or are they really filming that for when you're watching it on your OLED TV? I don't. I've ne I've never felt this doesn't work any. You know, it works differently on on big screen than on little screen. But if it wasn't controlled in HDR, then it would scream really badly. Mm. Fortunately, they have, I believe, <laughs> um, got the, the the capacity to bring those highlights down. Mm. Um, and yeah 
I mean, it's, I, it, it's it's quite interesting kind of question that one really. Yeah, um, I've and the misuse of the highlights in HDR, the sloppy use of highlights. Mm, um, mm. And if if you've done a SDR grade uh, first, and that's put into an auto HDR, mm-hmm. often it won't deal with the peak whites, yeah. so you will get that peaky stuff, which is why often. We are advised to make the HDR grade first mm. because there we do control it. Well, that makes perfect sense, doesn't it? It does make sense. Yeah, you yeah. should always start with the, and, the and top then level. The SDR and, right follows that. and then the HD. Suppose, yeah, yeah. The other way around. It, it does, but can I ask a question about that as well? Because, uh, you know, some recent events I've been involved in um, Cinema Europe and other things with exhibitors and projector manufacturers and everybody that's in the cinema industry i've been asking people you know i think movies recent movies have been coming out and they they seem to look too dark and Hmm. i'm curious as to whether that's because most people are grading for hdr first as in the master um and then they come out you know as a standard dynamic range and whether it looks too dark because what the reason i ask is because I've noticed when, when I'm watching the, the pre-show, I'll watch the adverts and the trailers, and then the, the adverts will come on, and they're quite bright, mm. and they look really bright, and they're very, you know, yeah. powy, and, and they look almost oversaturated. Loud. Yeah, loud. loud. Mm. You know, visually loud, yeah. yeah. It's a good way of putting it. I, but I then the trailers come on, and they look it. really dark. Yeah. And it's the same brightness levels, because I, I, I used to think... Well, is the projector not bright enough, or is this not? Bright? And I noticed that the films, the the trailers, just look particularly dark compared to the adverts. And I'm just curious what your thoughts are on that. I think there's a bit of a trend, to be honest. Right. Um, the uh, the what's his name of Crowns? The uh, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Game yeah. of Thrones. Yeah. Right. right. Thank right. you very much. Very dark. Very very dark. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very, very dark. Particularly exactly. in the last season. Mm. And they, that is a look that they have worked, and it works beautifully um, on a on a really high-end TV, uh, OLED TV <coughs> in a dark room, um, and you're really concentrating. <laughs> yeah, but that's if you're in a bright room mm. yeah. and that's on, mm. it looks pretty dark, you know. But cinema uh, was always able to do that, though, wasn't it? If you think yeah. back to... Yeah, The Godfather, or these really high contrast, dark Gordon Willis stuff. Gordon yeah, Willis but stuff. they 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 use dark and light. Hmm. They he he had that top light, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The only person I've never been able to master that. <laughs> right, yeah. how Gordon he Willis worked look. that, that <laughs> shadows in the eye mm. shadow. Yeah, I mean I know they, you know, they had a lot more time to shoot stuff. Yeah. Mm. yeah, different kit. All that. Anyway, I'm not going to say. Anyway, it wasn't I've done. Never, post I've though, never managed it? to master it myself. No, okay. um, the only time I thought I had, I obviously hadn't because it didn't look <laughs> good. <laughs> yeah, it's like con- contouring um, in film. So I think there is a, but but there is a trend to being dark and mysterious. I mean, I love shadows. I love the dark. I do. Um, but you have to. You you have to not be there all the time you've got mm-hmm. to take people in and out 
or you've got to have the right places for them to 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 be watching it mm. and as you say if you're watching it in a in a cinema and you've had ads on that was like whoa yeah mm. and then oh, oh yeah i've noticed on itvx there's a tendency there for them to lift the uh, the dramas to a kind of a mushy gray mm. I've got to take it up with someone because I've <laughs> seen it twice. Once with the, the Spy Among Friends, which was a lovely piece. And Nanu um, Seagull did the uh, cinematography. And it was very nicely done. There, there's the, there's the, a, a conversation around the, how we light sets and people and whether you light the space or like the artist mm. or whether you try to mix them both mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and obviously lighting the space then allows the director and artist more uh, freedom to to work within that space mm. because you're not saying you've got to hit that spot in order to get your light darling otherwise we won't see you <laughs> thing is though um, <laughs> We're dealing with so, an enormous number of variables here, aren't we? And yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, when your nan that, that is the question yeah. sits in front of her television, and she's got all of the TV bells and whistles turned on, contrast enhancer, motion, this, <laughs> oh, no. all of these things, all of that hard work that you've done is going completely oh, God, yeah. out of the window, yeah, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I dread to think what oh. on TV, what you know, some of it looks at. A movie in the top end of the sports, whatever it is. Yeah, oh, in sports mode. <laughs> yeah, but that's going to happen. They do. That's going to happen. That has happened yes. all the time. Isn't yeah, it? it has when, happened when, all the time. When, when your nan watches something, they're like, yeah. they're, they're just, I don't know. Whatever they're, setting They're, they're probably annoyed it isn't yeah. in black and white. Yeah. Well, <laughs> um, well but, the thing used to be, why doesn't it fill the screen, you know, in the early 16 yeah. by 9, 4 by 3. Yeah, yeah but, but but the point is, is that you make it for the people who, who can and do appreciate oh, it. Okay. And well, then that's a reasonable that's point. Yeah. Everybody else is, you know, just below that. You know, you've got to, you've got to, you know, go towards the highest common denominator, haven't you, rather than the lowest. Just before we, because yeah. I feel like we're about to move on to a different subject, but just before we do, um, your question about whether people are creating it for HDR and that's why perhaps it's dark in the cinema, surely those are two very separate workflows. So you sort out your cinema version and your cinema mastering and then the home entertainment mastering is separate. Is that not the case? Uh, I, they, I don't know. They, they want one so, so if you've, so you, we were talking about HDR. So you, yeah. you'll have HDR in the cinema, but then you have HDR at home, and surely the mastering process for those two are separate. So, so yeah, they, I'm sure they would be. And the, the color space is different, and yeah, you've got DCP stuff and all. That yeah, so un unless they're actually that. creating the content with TV yeah. in mind rather than cinema, that should not be a bearing on but, whether it's too dark in the cinema because that's a different that's a different end product yeah i think in the grading suites they um i'm, I'm pretty sure they use something like aces um they which, use what sorry aces aces which is the academy color space kind of stuff yeah um and that that you have inputs and outputs and the the the, the, the flow is uh, you know, you you choose your output, and and I, I suppose 
you know, it's technically it's like AI, but it's like a auto, you know, it knows that route to... to like an algorithm. If you're going to output for a, for the cinema, it would output that. If you're going to output for for TV, it would output that. So yeah, I'm... Uh, it's, uh, it's a big box of kind of magic. Yeah, you, you obviously have like XYZ for yeah. in theatre and then for home entertainment you'd have bt 2020 color space or well, or right. hd yeah. uh rec yeah. 709 yeah yes all, the, all those are contained within that magic box uh, magic box and, and i want one of these magic boxes want want. magic box um what and what we do in the grade will be will work within a color space um, Greg, are you here? Oh, no, no, <laughs> yeah, we could really do with Greg. Greg would have told us all this. Yeah. It would have been great to have Greg. It is. That, you know, there are specific um, work, uh, uh, colour space stuff that we yeah. work in. Um, uh, you know, Rec 709 or uh, 20 or something like that. Yeah. And you would set that up at the beginning. Yeah. Um, and we will be judging is, is um, there, based is, on that. I, I don't know if, if you would know the answer to this, um, but, you know, if you've popped in all of your requirements and it pops out a file at BT 2020, would you then be able to QC that and then say, oh, actually, I would like to tweak this, I would like to tweak that in that process? Uh, I've never been involved at mm. that point. I, I suppose the only way you would be able to check that is to go and watch it. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, in a projector that's set up to yeah to project it well, like on a, on a on an HDR um, monitor. Yeah. I think they do have checks. They do, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah they, they do have checks, which yeah. is some, you know, yeah, and then the ambient light. You know. <laughs> so, but am I <laughs> right in thinking? Yeah. So, from an HDR p- p- perspective, the only HDR is in Dolby Cinema. Yeah. In the cinema, yeah. So that's ninety nine percent of cinemas are not able to show. You're HDR. Dolby, you're Dolby down in the dungeon, aren't you? Yeah, but yeah, Dolby I mean Cinema is, in Leic- in Leicester Square yeah. is technically Dolby Cinema. Yeah, yes, obviously. Ninety nine percent of cinemas are not capable of HDR, well, or at least they haven't got the software. Yeah. Or I'd say ninety nine point nine percent. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So and then is, and then often the DCPs won't be mastered for HDR if it's not Dolby anyway. Because right. what, what well, would that, be the point? That's oh, okay. a, that's actually a question I wanted to ask because you know th- there's high dynamic range, which mm-hmm. you know we've already established that there's multiple different versions of high dynamic range. There's HDR ten, HDR ten plus. There's yeah. HLG. There's Dolby but in the cinema, is there not one standard? No, no, there isn't. And there really isn't. No, there isn't. Um, and that's what they're trying to create. They're trying to create a HDR standard. But what should that standard be? Now, what I'm trying to understand is, you know, that there are. Generally, projectors nowadays are, are normally, on average, generally around 2,000 to 1 contrast ratio. Yeah. Right. Now, you can get some projectors that are 3,000, 4,000, 5,000, 6,000, potentially even up to 10,000 to 1 contrast ratio. But when does the point come when you can use the, a standard DCP up to what contrast ratio? And what is the point where you have to create a, a, a new master for a DCP in order to get better to, to get that HDR ten or HDR ten plus or, mm-hmm. or the other all the other in, in inverted commas standard HDR format. So, mm-hmm. you know, if if I've got uh, um the Duke of Burgundy for instance, you know, 
if I've got a projector that can run 6,000 to one contrast ratio as opposed to 2,000 to one contrast ratio, will that look better at 6,000 to one or worse at 6,000 to one? Will any of the blacks be crushed? Will will any of the brights be too bright? Will What will happen to that DCP if I run it at 6,000 or 8,000 to one contrast ratio? <laughs> And you know that's that's what I'm trying to understand. There's too many variables, though, aren't they? Because then there's what your lamp is outputting. There's yeah, there's so many variables. Yeah, but I'm, I'm talking about 14 foot Lamberts. If right. you've got so 14, you've got 14 foot, foot Lamberts, Lamberts. Okay. and you're running 14 foot Lamberts, and you're running a, a, a 6,000 to one contrast ratio, will Nick's film of Duke of Burgundy, as an example, look better or worse to Nick Noland? You know, w- will that look great? Well, the blacks will look a bit blacker. The whites will look a bit whiter. Mm, is know. that enough? As in, is that good a thing for Nick and and the the filmmaker, or is that not a good thing? What well, that's what I'm trying to understand. Well, a wider yeah. color gamut surely has to be a better thing, doesn't it? I'd have thought. But it's not a wider color I, gamut. It's I, just more I, contrast. I, right. My and instinct is it, it would be better because it would have a um, more in a range as it were so you're not going to you're not going to change what's the darkness and the brightness you're going to have a better subtlety between them I, but 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 i would have to test all this mm. um you have actually I, I, I haven't really tested it properly you 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 have to a certain degree because if you remember we did some tests you remember when we went to sony and we played yeah. content with a 10,000 to one contrast ratio. And I'm saying Sony because Sony are not in the cinema industry anymore. Oh, um, well, no. <laughs> not not technically. Except in my cinema. Except in <laughs> <laughs> We're not going to go there. We're well, I have there. three great big Sony projectors. Yeah. yeah, go on. yeah. yeah. So, so you saw some content at 10,000 to one contrast ratio. Yeah. And it was, yeah. I think it was actually one of the early laser sony projectors yeah, yeah, if you remember we, we went to yeah, yeah. we went to sony didn't we and Basingstoke or somewhere, yeah it? that's right yeah. in Basingstoke. oh yeah. dear lord and and i remember you saying that or, or i remember your opinion being wow this looks great yeah i i recall that as, yeah as being it, it it gave you a subtle lift yeah and that was a standard dcp yeah. That wasn't a remastered DCP or yeah. recolor graded or anything else. That was a yeah. standard DCP at 10,000 to one contrast ratio, in theory, 10,000. So the projector con- 10, was giving you the 10,000. Yeah, the projector was giving us. Not a, the DCP. Not the DCP. So, and, and the blacks did look a bit blacker and the whites did look a bit whiter and it did look really good. And yeah. we, you know, it, it did. Um, it looked better than the, than the standard, we'll call it in inverted commas, DC, um, not DCP, I, the standard. Projectors that we I, I saw. I suspect the whites wouldn't have been brighter. It was the darks that I, I, would have been darker. The darks could have been a little bit denser. Mm. I think the top end would be uh, limited by the foot Lambert. Mm. Um, but you'd probably get more delineation, as it were, um, in that in that zone. Mm. So instead of it. <laughs> You know, stop going to white at at, at at nine. It goes to white at nine point five or something right. like that. 
So that would be the kind of so yeah. You know, um, what what point do you you know in high dynamic range do you need to go brighter than fourteen foot Lamberts? Um, you can use it in on exteriors mm-hmm. um, uh, where you want to see the detail in the sky um, you know because that's what it can give it can give you more detail in the brights um, it's only it, it, it's only when you've got real dark and real white that it, it, you've got to make some choices We could yep. we could touch on just briefly this the the, the scale of, of cinema from a cinematographer's point of view. That's mm-hmm. um, yeah. Sorry, Nick. What do you mean by scale? Well, the big screen. The big screen. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Uh, this is an interesting point, actually, because I hear all the time, and we'll mention this in in this in a bit. But I hear all the time. Oh, you've got to watch this on the big screen, and and it's yeah. usually a big brash movie, and like a Marvel or a or a mm. Top Gun or, or Mission a Impossible. Mission Impossible. You've got to watch this on the big screen, and I I get really annoyed at that because I think there's there's a lot of smaller movies that mm-hmm. really do benefit from being seen big. Um, Mm -hmm. because you see a lot of faces big, Mm -hmm. you see a lot of detail big, you see a lot of nuance in the background big, which you wouldn't normally capture on a small screen. Do you know what I mean? I know, I'm with you. I I really believe that it's a smaller film that deserves to be seen on the big screen, just as much as a big one does. Yeah, I I think all films. (laughs) Yeah. All films, really. But there's something about sitting in a cinema with a hundred people mm. um, yeah. and watching something together. Absolutely. Um, and that is something that, you know, although I really value sitting at home two feet away from my 4K telly, because that's what you can do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so it is like a big screen, but it's not like no. being in a cinema and enjoying that. Atmosphere. Uh, just yeah, the atmosphere, the, yeah. the people around, you know, that kind of stuff. I I remember one of the most moving moments for me was I I did a film which opened the eighty uh, eight probably um, London Film Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, it had Ben Kingsley in it. It was um, Test to Me, which we'd shot in black and white. Uh, with a director called Tony Palmer, uh, mostly up in Liverpool and around there. It was about Shostakovich and the Russian kind of thing. So it it was a dead, you know, my, I go back to the, the, you know, that Russian expressionism Mm -hmm. um, and the third man. I was going to say, you never asked me that question. (laughs) I'll come back to that. That'll be a small screen. So I was sitting in, um, it was opening the, the, it wasn't in competition, but it was opening the festival. And my parents and some of my family, and we were in the front of the balcony um, at the Empire Leicester Square. 
and those images came up with a screen opened and I remember sensing my dad just looking round at me going like this is what you do (laughs) (laughs) he'd never really understood what Mm. I what I was involved in because all he heard was you know I was working with a rock and roll Mm. and doing another promo and all Mm. that kind of stuff Uh, and I was doing small stuff for TV Um, but that one that one was that kind of moment of scale that I'll I'll never forget you know it was a great Mm. moment Mm. but what I was going to say about earlier how I came in a sense to be in this business was um, being a projectionist. He was a projectionist. At school, at our film club, and projecting the third man. Fine and film. All mm. those shadows and mm-hmm. beautifully, beautifully shot. Just sort of stayed with me, and that's obviously where Vienna came from. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never knew the old Vienna like, before okay. the war. It's <laughs> yeah. easy charm, and it's yeah, oh, and the shadows and the <laughs> wide angles and all uh, that kind of stuff. Yeah. No, so um, Carol Reed was. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I mean, for for all the you know little bits we kind of would like to be a little bit better, um, and there are a few of those mm. <laughs> that you still. You know, you go to the cinema and it's, it's an experience. Yeah, and we get hung up on the tech yeah. and we get hung up on this, that and well, the other. That's our job. We, we, yeah. we no, no, and it's our job and we should do. I'm not, yeah. I'm not, not, yeah, not, not I, saying I we shouldn't, say, but yeah. there is still just that moment, like you talk yeah. about, you've got an it's audience full. It's absolute magic. It's the magic. Yeah. It really is. And I, I don't care what they say. No. The telly cannot do that. You know, it so just can't. So for me, I think we might have touched on this before, but... I obviously I live on my own I work from home I spend all of I love films but if I finish my work day and I put a film on on the telly I'm on my own like it's lonely if I go to a cinema I can go to the cinema on my own as a single human being but I am still in an environment with people that also want to share that experience so even if I'm surrounded by lots of families and couples we're still enjoying that same one thing, and that is the magic of cinema. It brings yeah. people who don't even need to talk to each other. It brings everyone together. We're all there for that same purpose. Yeah, it's and I, a I've been communal. Very, yeah, act. I've been very lucky as I as I literally grew up in a cinema. That's awesome. I know, and I, so I've been <laughs> privileged at all, over <laughs> the years to watch audiences. You know, as I was growing up, and as I became a projectionist, and as I, you know. And there are moments, and E.T. is one of them. We were just talking about E.T. when we were having our tea. Yeah. E.T. whilst eating tea. That's one of the great, you know, great moments. And and actually, I would go into the auditorium just to watch the audience's reaction. Mm -hmm. I used to do that too. Absolutely. I did exactly that. And and the one I always always quote, and the one one of my favourites is um, Tootsie, which I, I think is one of the greatest... You know, it's like it's brilliant. Well, it's it's a well-oiled Hollywood machine of a mm. script, isn't it? You mm-hmm. know, it's like it hums like a like a Rolls Royce. You know, it's kind <laughs> of, you know. I mean, it's a load of old nonsense, but mm. it just it, all the bits click together, and it just it's it beautiful. just works. Mm-hmm. It's just beautifully constructed. Yeah. And but what I I, every, I mean, I showed it for a good few weeks, and every night I would go in the back of the auditorium 
to watch the bit where Dustin Hoffman reveals who he is. Spoiler alert. No, but <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen Tootsie by now, but you're an idiot. It's <laughs> just one of my it's one of my treasured memories because yeah. you know, he'd come down, you know, they have to do the show live mm-hmm. and he's decided he's going to reveal who he is that he's actually a man. And he's coming down the stairs and you can feel the audience they're, they're like this. You can palpably yeah. feel it. Yeah. The whole audience. Yeah. And the bit where he says, For I am not Emily Kimberly. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> and, you can, and he goes, I'm a twin brother, Dwayne. And the whole audience would just erupt. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're, it not is. Gonna, you're not going to get that on Netflix. I used, I used to do that. With, I used to do that with horror <laughs> films. I don't. I right. know where the jumps were, so I'd make sure that I was in the yeah, auditorium yeah. for the big jumps, <laughs> just to see everyone go. <laughs> but how do we then? How do we sell that though? Because most, you know, if you go online, I was reading an uh, what's it called? Film stories. The um, guy Simon Brew, his film stories site. He published uh, a blog last night, I think, or the night before, about how cinemas are really suffering at the moment and they're not doing very well and cinemas are closing and it's like this. And he was sort of, uh, he was uh, defending cinema, but all the comments underneath are about, oh, well, I like my 4K telly at home yeah, because I, I can pause it mm. yeah. and I don't have young people turning their phones on. And, you know, how do we counter that? How, how, do, we, how do we get that? You know... I, brings tears to my eyes when i talk about my yeah. great experiences in yeah. cinema yeah. but how how do we bring how do we sell that how do we sell the sizzle how do we do that i don't know we need to hijack them from the from their rooms we need to yeah. kid, kidnap them <laughs> and take money from their um, bank accounts and is that what it put is? them in front so, of the cinema it's also the cost of it all isn't there I well there is that of course yeah, yeah. The, going to cinema is not but I try, I do think, I mean, if any distributors yeah. are listening, you know, if I, I, we get a lot of schools in my cinema mm-hmm. in the mornings mm-hmm. and I, and because they know that they can bring it, I know Blu-ray's not ideal, but they bring a Blu-ray, I'll show it to them in the cinema and the kids absolutely love it because yeah. they've had a visit to a cinema. You get them in the habit early. The That's right, you've got to do that. Yeah. You've absolutely got to do that. Yeah, and I feel like, um, I know that we always mention it, well, we do now since it's happened, but I think COVID has not helped with that. No. Because people have got used to, they've got out of the habit of going to the cinema. Yeah. People are comfortable on their sofas. And, you know, when I was a kid, we used to go to the Odeon for a pound. I remember watching 101 Dalmatians mm. for a pound. And my sister and I, you know, my mum got rid of us for three hours, which was wonderful for three her. Three hours? 101 Dalmatians? Oh, we, yeah, we'd, we'd faff. Um, <laughs> but, but we would go. An hour and a half for trailers. Yeah, yeah. That's true. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what, those credits. What would that pound be now, though? It would be a lot. It'd be a fiver, wouldn't it, at least? Well, I yeah. And, and, and that is... Plus the extras that have... Come on. Well, yeah. We do we do a three pound Saturday morning thing. Yeah, so, so we need, is, you know. But you know, if, if it was just a pound or even the inflationary equivalent of a pound, then then that is cheap enough to try and instill a habit into cinema going. And that's one mm-hmm. thing that I just think that society has forgotten about. It's I don't think we put enough money or impetus or effort into culture anymore oh broadly yeah and 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 that obviously is cinema as well and it it just seems i mean i'm not going to get political uh, (laughs) but i feel like there has not been enough investment in in culture in the last 
decade yeah. no, without being political. Not. No, but there isn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, it's, a, it's a very real problem. Mm. Yeah, I mean, you know, a fiver, even a ten, even ten, but, oh, you know, you're paying how much? Seventeen. Yeah. Well, it depends who you are. It depends who you are and where you are. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that kind of stuff. And when. Yeah. I went to the cinema a couple of weeks ago to watch Asteroid City, and I went on my own, and I had to, well, I live in the sticks, so I did have to get there. I then bought my ticket. Obviously, I'm getting popcorn because... I'm yeah. not. I'm not Mark Commode. I'm eating popcorn. <laughs> um, so by the time I'd done that trip, and obviously there's a Marks and Spencer food hall on the way back out, so I've bought some oh. dinner as well. Right, mm. right. So by the time that whole day is done, I spent almost forty pounds, and that's that is not a sustainable amount of money to spend on a cinema trip. And how much did you spend on your dinner? Well, <laughs> slow cooked barbecue you can't ribs. Out of the cinema. <laughs> I can because it was just outside the cinema door. <laughs> But no, like the ticket and the popcorn and the drink, um, yeah. it was spenny. Yeah. It was, I would say that was probably like £25. And, yeah, and that's, that's... You mentioned the culture, yeah. the, the investment in culture. In a way, it's become a little, a little bit more like the investment is in money. Yes. Yes, um, yeah. You know, that's what, well, we... that's what's sort of important. And the, I don't know, you know, it's, it's what's happening in Hollywood right now, isn't it? The, yeah fight between the writers and the actors yeah. and the student and the studios is basically about money it is yeah of course it's basically it is. about yeah, and, and, you know, and the control the f- of and the of fear money. of ai yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and the studios don't want to give up um how, how it's going to work out goodness only knows but it, it's um yeah yeah no it's uh, anyway, it's, it's going to be interesting how difficult, it all pans out one. So the other the other thing about one of the other reasons I don't go to the cinema quite as much as I would probably like to, and to be honest, as a BAFTA member, you know I have the autumn. We have a lot of screenings, mm-hmm. um, and I go. I'll go to the you know when there are good people doing QAs and stuff like that. But I find following the words so difficult with my. Uh, Hard of hearing issue. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a serious hearing aid, um, and we were talking earlier about what could be, what is being, you know, what can happen there to improve that. Um, I, I was saying I've got a, a Bluetooth system on my telly at home um, that allows me to have, uh, you know, wireless headphones, um, and I get a very good. Particularly, it seems that the the words come out better through that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and is there a way that that could be like that in a cinema that I could take my own Bluetooth um, Apex um, mm. um, headphones that I know are comfortable for me, fit over my ear and my hearing aid, um, which is the other problem sometimes that uh, in in theatres when I've tried it that. The, the 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 headphones are so uncomfortable. Mm, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Over, you know, what 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 can be, what is being done. Well, we're in a bit of a thing at the moment. We're in a bit of flux, aren't we? We are. Um, we are. There's there there was a there's a few systems out there. Um, you know, there've been Phonic Air, there've been Williams, there've been a couple of others. There've been one of the one of the good ones that we've been using um, for the last what. 
six, seven, eight years was yeah. was Dolby's Fidelio system, um, which was particularly good because it was not infrared. It it, it had great coverage. It was um, it, it it was easy to install. It was easy to maintain. It didn't involve installing an emitter really high in the auditorium, and therefore, if there's any problems with it, getting easy access to it. Um, but it comes with gnarly headphones. That's the thing. Yeah, it and does. Nick's, and Nick's headphones are not going to work with that system, are they? The Bluetooth ones are not no, going to work with it. which is what you want, really. No, but you can bring your own wired headphones if you they're can, more comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it won't it won't interface with any Bluetooth. No. Um, because it, it's it, yeah, it's the wires all right. Yeah. Sorry, well, the wired, yeah, the wired, plug ones. In the, the wired ones the, are all okay. The, all I mean, the Bluetooth ones also have wire. Yeah, so but it kind of works because you get the, yeah. there's two tracks, isn't there, on the DCP? There there's is the VI. <laughs> Doesn't help me, mate. No, 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 <laughs> no, no the VI. There's a visually impaired. VI for visually impaired. So that's the one that goes. He opens the door. Yeah. The yeah. audio description. Yeah. Somebody throws cheese at him. Yeah. <laughs> You see yeah. a shadow amongst the trees. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I wanted to hear the Fifty Shades of Grey VR. <gasps> I don't know what that was like. Can we so make that, that product? Is that <laughs> technology you're talking about? Yeah. Available in some cinemas. No, it's available all to all cinemas. It's, it's available. Invest. It's available in all if they have if they install yeah, it. I, I yeah. Most do. My, I've got it in my cinema. And, how, and where is the plug then? Well, you just ask that you you say to them I I you know I want um. um so we have we have like a little transmitter, oh, transmitter pack, okay. and that's picked up from the and the actually the the what you're after the augmented audio is actually just taken off the simple output from the processor, isn't mm-hmm. it? Yeah, and fed to your ear for, it, it yeah. headphones. Well, it's, it's, yeah. Does it does it maintain good sync? Yes, I think it does actually. Yeah, it absolutely yeah, it's, does. It's yeah. perfect sync. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it it's the really actual well. soundtrack coming through. Yeah. Just um, okay. It's not a separate soundtrack that needs to be synced. It's the, no, actual, it's the soundtrack actual soundtrack that's been yeah. transmitted. Yeah, I'm definitely so going to give that a go. Yeah, yeah, I'm, uh, yeah. I don't know. What, what's your nearest cinema? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Holloway. Holloway Odeon, yeah. With that. We, we have Fidelio in Holloway Odeon, yeah. absolutely. So We've had it for a while. Ask, so ask them yeah. and they'll, they'll... Yeah, if you ask them at the box office and just, well, at the, at the retail stand, wherever you buy your tickets, uh, for the for the audio description or the hard of hearing unit, which is the same unit, yeah. Um, then they'll give you the pack and you can wear it. They'll, what they do with the Fidelio is they, they say, okay, you're in screen, I don't know, you're in screen yeah. 10 or screen 4 or whatever, and they have a program for screen 4, so they'll just put in a little code for screen 4, give it to you, and then whatever plays in screen 4 will come out we'll of come the headphones. Out of headphones. Okay. Um, and it's it's very maybe good. Maybe we don't promote this enough. Well, no, clearly not. Know. Well, absolutely clearly not. Which we should, yeah. because yeah. if Nick doesn't know about it, then yeah. there's a lot of people that doesn't know about it, and they should do. So, yeah. and then there are occasional subtitle. Uh, yes, subtitle yeah. Yes, is yeah, that what are. you're after? That really, if yeah. you're, do you yeah. want subtitled screenings or do you want augmented audio from a headset? Um, both. I probably, I, I might try both. As right. it were, I might try. Um, I'll try just the audio. And see how I get yeah, on with the it. problem with the the, the subtitle yeah. screens is you get resistance from from yeah. well, you, you, uh, everybody punters. has to sign up for a performance. I can see it. So, yeah, 
Um, but there are people that actively yeah. give you a hard time with the yeah. subtitles on the screen. And uh, some people will actively give you a good time. Yeah, yeah, no, no, they will, of course. But it's a difficult yeah, yeah. balance to... Yeah, it's a uh, divider, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah and it really when, you're, when you're trying to make money, I suppose if your subtitle screening is not going to bring in as many punters because they're not happy about it, then mm. you're not yeah. going to put that at peak time, which means then, then you're ostracising those that need it the is subtitles. It's a tricky one, it really is. But then that also brings in the uh fact that you need to have a dcp that's got subtitles available yeah most of them have most of them have a harder hearing well they uh, should they DCP. should yeah. yeah i think it i think it's possibly easier for a cinema if you've got 10 12 14 screens and you're showing oppenheimer in seven eight of them to be able to afford to play one in with subtitles but if you've got mm. a a three screen three cinema screen, yeah. then you're going to upset someone if you play one of the shows because there's less shows to choose from so I think there's a there's a issue there maybe yeah you know it's it's you, you're likely to you know find more with the big screen cinemas than you would with a small screen cinema I don't know I'm asking you Kevin yeah. whether you well know. we I mean we uh, we don't do as many as we should we mm. did do them for a long time mm-hmm. and and no no nobody would would turn up but mm. yeah. th- there's a slight chicken in the egg in that they're not. The subtitle screening is not eight o'clock on a Saturday night. The subtitle yeah, screening yeah, yeah. is two o'clock on a Monday afternoon. Yeah. You exactly. Know, so <laughs> it's, it's 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 not the, not ideal. Yeah. To be and, and that's kind of the point I was making. Like you're going to yeah. schedule it at a time where you're not going to lose a lot of money, but then mm. that puts people that require that. Yeah, it is chicken and the egg. It's so strange. there's a cinema near us um, actually, which has a better idea, which is they make Monday subtitle day. All screenings on Monday. From beginning of the day to the end of the day are mm-hmm. subtitled, but I mean, I've I've had sight of the new Epson glasses, which mm-hmm. is kind of interesting. Are so, they dynamic? Uh, so yeah, so you 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 basically they um, the subtitles are actually in the yeah, glasses, yeah, yeah. so that yeah, they don't impinge. You know, they don't. No one else can see them unless yeah. you've got the glasses on. Do they fit over people that also wear glasses? Well, this is what I had trouble with. I'd <laughs> say because I wear glasses, and yeah. the demo I saw, I had to put them over my glasses, and it wasn't it wasn't a hundred percent successful. Is yeah. there a depth of field issue as well? Uh, no, it's you. But you set it on the app that oh, is right. on the. So they give you the glasses, and it's connected to a thing, and you can alter the settings on it. Which I don't think is ideal because people don't really want to be getting sitting down and then having to go right. I'm going to set the depth of field. And yeah. I'm going to set the dirt and the color and the brightness and the. And we also have a technological uh, gap in terms of knowledge. So a lot of people might not know how to change settings. Yeah. No, well, there is that, of course. Yeah. Plus, yeah. with it being inside the glasses, if you move your head, the... the, the oh, no, the subtitles would appear on the ceiling. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's yeah. really <laughs> weird. The subtitles move, so yeah, the that can be a little move. bit off-putting as it well. It is a bit. I found that really off-putting, but then, you know... But there are other... There are other... Sorry, I've just got images of Kevin watching a <laughs> film just like waving his head around like it's a bobblehead. <laughs> I mean, I've always thought there needs to be some form of the subtitles that are always projected on and you can only see them if you wear something like infrared yeah, glasses I think or try, something you know, like there's that. polarised subtitles and things mm. like that. But, but then we have yeah, to... Like, true, yeah. I understand, obviously, this is all for a good cause and whatnot, but I think that people are generally quite reluctant to wear glasses in a cinema. Well, you're back 
back to the 3D. 3D. Those, yeah. <laughs> those who already have glasses have a hard time yeah, no, wearing another pair of glasses. I have to say, I found it difficult. Of glasses. Yeah. And these are smaller than the ones from three years ago. Yeah. Epson are, you know, they, they, yeah. but and also they are phenomenally expensive. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. That's the thing. I mean, They're like a thousand, they wouldn't tell us the price actually. They wouldn't mm. tell. I mean, they might have told you the price, but they no. certainly haven't told me no, the price. No, they haven't told me either. It's it runs into a thousand. You know, it must be a thousand quid a pair or something like that. Can you imagine mm. someone forgetting mm. to return those over the night? <laughs> mm. Goodness me! You'd have to do it. You know, when you go to a pub and you get a Belgian beer and they give you a funny glass, and you have to leave your shoe behind the bar. Right. You know, what? <laughs> that's I've a never thing. been in that pub. So if you get a quack, which is a Belgian right. beer, they give you this amazing glass. Um, but in order to have this beer and this glass, you have to leave your shoe behind the bar. Your so shoe? That, so that you don't forget to return the glass, because otherwise you're walking home without shoes. Well, you're very drunk and you don't care. <laughs> well, there's that, and especially if you're in Amsterdam. But maybe yeah. that's, you know, maybe that's what we'd have to do with Epsom glasses. Fun. That is the yeah. most bizarre thing yeah, I've ever heard. Really <laughs> Full of those, Mike. It sounds, a bit, yeah, yeah. sounds a bit fetish to me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> what well, else can, do you leave? Yeah. Can you leave your shoe behind? <laughs> Going bowling. <laughs> I went in one the other. I was in one. They made me leave my knickers behind. It was really weird. Really? Did you get them back? No. Well, uh, I'd have a lot of complaints if I left yeah. my shoes behind the bar. Um, Sorry, that's yeah. a tangent, wasn't it? Sorry. No, no. But so I don't have many pairs of shoes. No. Not, any, not anymore. No. But you've got plenty of quacks. But because we had the Sony glasses, didn't we? Some years ago, there was yeah. the Sony ones, and they yeah. were stupid money, weren't they? They were a lot more expensive, I believe. They were in the thousands of pounds. Wow. And then we've had the, there's the app version mm-hmm. where you, yeah. it, it recognises the soundtrack. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In but, a Shazam kind of way. Yeah, but I don't think the studios were very keen on no, that. that no, that, that brings in a, a security issue because they wouldn't want to release their audio track the audio to a third track. party. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. you could marry that up with a pirated version of the film and you'd have... But I'd heard mixed that yeah. mixed on that. Some studios seemed to be quite okay with it, and some were vehemently against mm. it. And yeah. it was mixed, and therefore you don't get all films yeah. on the apps. No, but it has to be all you or only, nothing. Yeah. It really does. So yeah. you know what? What we decided was we just decided to put Fidelio in or another system in. But they're discontinuing. They're stopping. They're not supporting it anymore. Not, Is that not, yeah, that's right. With Fidelio, they brought another system out. Have uh, they as well? Um, it, it's you know it's the same but different. It's more expensive. Of course um, it is. And it's 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 fine, but it's a little bit more convoluted to ex- install. You can get it installed, obviously, but it's it's not the same. If we're honest, I think everyone ag- agrees to that. Yeah. So why would um, they change it if it ain't broke? I don't don't I, fix it. I, I don't know. There was a lot of stuff that happened during COVID with regards to microchip availability and things oh, like that. Yeah. So. It might have just been something that fell foul of that. I don't really know. I'm just Is this guessing. The sound? Sorry? Yeah, 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 the sound one. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but you know, there are others. There are systems out there um, that you can that you can look into. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Williams have been around for a long time. You know, we're we're, we're looking at Williams. We're looking at others. We're looking at. But the, the whole idea of a, a loop is now out the window. Is it? That's a that's an old technology thing. In the UK, it seems to be. We have still installed some of them in the other countries. Um, but the thing is with loops, they're not the greatest at keeping the sound in that one particular no, room. No, so you could be in screen three and you're hearing yeah. the sound on screen and, two. And some countries are, you know, they don't like that and some countries are not that bothered. 
Yeah. Um, you know, depending on the regulations and yeah. whatnot, and whether you've got certificates to adhere to and things like that. I, f- um, I, f- I feel like this is a problem. I, I believe that we do, not to get political again, um, <laughs> but I believe that um, our independent governments need to really push for accessibility and then once they've said well this is the regulation then that means that the technology is going to have to uh develop and people are going to have to react to it and you know at the moment i just don't think there's enough no but we have an industry we as an industry have had to drive this yeah yeah but again it it goes back to funding but we've invested in it we've had the challenge fund yeah it's the uk exhibition industry that's 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 put money into this development Hmm. and you know that's as far as i'm aware i i mean i manage the money where i am and what we equipment Mm. we install and i've not had any money to it to to help out with with this i mean we install it as standard particularly in the uk and ireland and we we haven't had any no what i meant was that the the glasses have been that there's been funding there hasn't there from the I mean, I don't know if I'm talking out of turn here, um, but no. the UK, uh, the CEA card has funded a lot of the research on this. Right. Um, and so it's the UK exhibition sector that is trying to push it forward. Mm-hmm. But we've no, we've not had help from government or, 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 no. or anyone else on it. We've done it on our own yeah, recognizance. Is this, well, is this responding yeah. to something like the diversity and inclusion well, it's just it's just trying to find ways to make cinema more inclusive yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you know because because the industry does get uh, uh, an injection of money from the cea card which is about um you know uh, for uh carers yeah, yeah. That, that enable carers that, well there, there's a fee attached to that well obviously we you know we can't use that money to go to vegas <laughs> as much as we'd like to spend it all on red buddy yeah. <laughs> you know we have to we have to use that money for that benefits the the broader wider society the wider society and yeah. part of that money has been used yeah to, to 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 help develop this kind of technology but until you know epson themselves step up and say but there is a push to um you know uh, what's the word uh, scale this so that we all we we can all buy the glasses yeah as a as a collective in the uk industry but then you know well, as long as we get the ones that work that well that's it <laughs> i mean they do they work, work for the people with the glasses yeah with glasses already well this, and the glasses. this particular one they developed uh, for the national theater mm. and that was actually for live okay yeah yeah, yeah. this was for live yeah uh, mm-hmm. so the the, the, the operator yeah. can actually give you subtitles for live theatre. Yeah. And if it can be done for live theatre, it should be it able would be to be done for cinema. <laughs> yeah, I, I think yeah. that's what I, I think I mentioned it earlier about the Sennheiser. Yeah. They're, they're doing something similar in like Northampton yes. Civic or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, and, and that's for live. But you get that on TV. You yeah. turn your TV, your subtitles. Yeah, the news, on, and you get. And you go into the news. And you're two or three seconds late. Two or three yeah. seconds late. Or, it's, or, or, it's worse or, than not having Yes, it is. Yeah. Or, or big fat thumb typos in it as well, which are I, hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched <laughs> that for a while, but yeah, when you, when you yeah. see it on, on like the old teletext type. Yeah, teletext type, yeah. yeah. I still book my holiday on teletext. So do you think this is how it does? I would imagine it was <laughs> recorded and it was, um, you know, like my phone has. 
I can dictate and it mm-hmm. uh, yeah. puts yes. it up, but it's it, there is a little gap. Yeah. No, no, I think this, this works Even instantaneously. Yeah, <laughs> well, yeah, it does. It's not instant. They have to go for the quantum version. Yes, but yeah. I believe it's a track on the DCP, is it? It is. It's linked to the DCP. It's linked to the DCP, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. What's this first... For the subtitle glasses. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But well, for, the, for the headphone stuff, I mean, the headphone stuff's actually pretty basic technology. Yeah, it is. Plug and play. And it does work. Yeah. I'm surprised. You've not come across yeah. it, Nick, no? No, I'll, I will check it yeah, out. Yeah, you I, should. I, you absolutely should. But the problem I, I, is, Nick shouldn't have to ask. No. I think there's a reticence on the part of exhibitors to flag it up a bit. Not, not because um, we don't want people to use it, but if you put an HOH logo on the screening people are going to assume it's subtitles so there's a kind of a mm, you know so that comes down to educating again well it comes down to finding a better way of, of yeah um, telling people we have this technology it could surely that that could be like an ident on your adverts and trailers yeah it could be yeah like this this yeah. screening is also available the other in thing about it is audio. i mean i've heard from people that come in they often go to a cinema and it doesn't work Yes. Yeah. So you have to be careful oh, about that. I was talking about this earlier about yeah. how when we had infrared in for hard of hearing and you know you would be so embarrassed because someone yeah. would come and say can we have the hard of hearing headphones and you'd be like yeah of course but you can only actually sit in this seat this seat <laughs> or this seat uh, which were often the worst seats mm, and yeah. then yeah. every Friday morning you'd go around and you'd do your test of the loop and then yeah. see if it was like working or not and it well, was this, just this embarrassing comes, this comes back to the problem of, of the maintenance of them and when they're in a difficult position yes. to maintain yes. Yes. because they're, they're, they're very high up yeah. Yeah. then that's when it becomes very difficult and, yeah. and therefore fixing them becomes problematic especially when you don't have a technical team yes so when you've got a a system that is in the projection room and it's very easily accessible yes then you know that that makes it everybody wins yeah yes i mean so yeah you're able to turn it off and on again without any any troubles yeah you can switch it on and off again and reboot it and you know you don't have to get out your bloody three layered step ladders and Mm have someone foot in your ladder and having to do that in between you know the eight minute gap you've got between screenings it's but like i'd be really things. interested to hear your experience nick if you if you the next time you go yeah. i'd be really yeah, curious no, to know I'll, how you I'll, get on I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll keep in touch on that. yeah please yeah. do please do I, i'm sort of thinking that i won't get any testing time that hmm. um i'd go in and, and i'd ask for it up Go in, I'll plug it in, and um, I'm going to have to keep my fingers crossed. Well, you've got the right man sitting around well, this table know, to ask. But <laughs> text him. That I could ask. Get him out of bed. But that wouldn't really be... Um, that really wouldn't, wouldn't be represent a, what a guest experience. Would yeah, it? it would be no. a privileged yeah. guest experience yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. And you want to you be able to test it well, as a normal punter. Well, I first off, punter. I should do it as a... Somebody who know, knows nothing. Yeah. It's got yeah. a hearing problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, I gather you can help. Yeah. Um, how does it work? Yeah, yeah. interesting well, to see what well, you can Absolutely. And, yeah. And yeah. I won't mention your name. Well, you, you, <laughs> I know the Mike Bradbury. Yeah. We were, just say we're in the pub, Mike, and he said this. Yeah. Um, but genuinely, I'd be really interested to know. Yeah. Because, no, no, you no, know, no. We're, we're not putting this in to tick a box. No. Do you, you know what I mean? We're not, we're not trying to tick a box to keep people off yeah. our backs. We genuinely want people to enjoy yeah, to the experience. It. And, yeah. 
if it isn't if it's working great but if it's not we really want to know about it because we yeah. want to be able to fix yeah. it if it's not working and so that really has yeah. cost me a bloody fortune well so exactly <laughs> exactly so you know we want this to work uh, we always want things to yeah, work yeah, it's absolutely. it's not a tick box exercise no, no, not so you know if we, i hear it yeah. you'll hear it but genuinely genuinely <laughs> if i don't want to still hear it. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, you know, as I say, it's not a tick box exercise. We yeah. want to know the feedback, positive and negative, okay. so we can get it right. And that goes yeah. for anyone listening okay. to the podcast. Absolutely, yeah. Well, most people. How are we doing for time? I know everybody. <laughs> How are we doing for time? Oh, we've got, we've got... The, yeah, we, the other little time. moment that we sort of skated over that I have in my things was, was the... Uh, we, we talked about projections and how how we oh god how many beers have I had calibration calibration yeah okay. yeah my calibration's running a bit wild um <laughs> how I, I i don't know we used to have kodak accreditation ah. yeah oh yeah um, screen check and there was never Ooh. anything that took over that i remember no screen i remember check. conversations about that the code yeah codex caused so much rumpus it caused such a rumpus yeah i'm sure I'm because sure. the cinemas yeah, that were yeah. failing mm. were were the one of the big ones that shouldn't be failing mm. <laughs> yeah and it caused a lot of fuss. Yeah, yeah but from what I saw, I mean, I, yeah. I was never, I was never involved with the Kodak screen check. Never yeah. experienced one right. because I, I came from a UCI background, and they right. had their own internal audit process, mm -hmm. and it was very stringent. It was, just, it was stringent in many ways more than the Kodak, but in some ways less, um, because it was more about operations mm -hmm. um, and, and obviously what goes on screen, but. One of the things I heard about the Kodak thing once I, you know, I, Odeon and UCI merged in 2005, 2006, and I came in and I, I, I discovered this Kodak screen check, and I was like, oh, this is interesting. Mm. We should do this everywhere, mm. initially, I thought. But then the more I looked through it, the more that it, I found that it was actually penalizing cinemas for things they had zero control over. Okay. Uh, particularly because it was about the... The, the makeup of the cinema, whether you had center line or whether you had the right oh, yeah. portal or you know, things that you couldn't possibly change mm. because of the nature of the building yeah. right. rather than yeah, just we standards. Never, we, we were never audited, so I can't right. say. I think you had to pay to have it done, didn't you? I'm not sure. Yeah, I think you, you had to pay it, Kodak. One yeah. of our elves is nodding if, furiously. If you were to have a Nick Nolan version of that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It so would what be, would you I put would, on your list? Then, I would keep it very simple. Okay. I'd have some kind of, I don't know, you know, it's trendy word, AI. Right. <laughs> I, would have, I would have a, a something that um, looks at the screen and analyzes the screen and sees that the brightness, the contrast are, yeah, are as good as they can be. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are within the parameters that, that um, they should be. Mm -hmm. And if a projector is not being maintained, it would show that up. Mm. Um, mm -hmm. And you, we could probably do a BSC version, but it wouldn't include the centre aisle. No. <laughs> it, would, it would just be the screen. Mm -hmm. I promise you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> what about the sound? Yeah. Should we be monitoring the sound as well? Uh, well, that would be Ampass, wouldn't it? Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah. 
but there needs yeah. to be a tolerance because not yeah. all cinema, as much as we'd love yeah. them to be, they're not yeah. all the same. There's there's the centre and then there's the hot spotting, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, then there's the sound, isn't there? Mm-hmm. And ambient um, light and the ambient light. Mm. Mm-hmm. So those would be the main things, I think. And how, yeah, but, how uh, crunchy your popcorn is. Yes. <laughs> it's quite important. Yeah, but that's part of the, the communal experience, <laughs> uh, yeah, which, we, which we have to accept. You know, if you're going to be in a communal experience, you have to accept that you're going to be with a lot of other people. But, well, and but, also that but it, just, just on the popcorn point, like yeah. you can eat popcorn like a human being like a or, or human, you can eat yeah. popcorn like an animal. Yeah, that you know, If you're true. finding popcorn down your T-shirt at the end of the night, yeah, you're you, an animal. All right. But <laughs> could also, it... Could I'm it be done? An could it be done with in a remote mode? That's the other thing, of course. Oh, we don't want. We don't that's want an interesting one. People running around the. Country but your camera side. would have to be calibrated to the. Wouldn't it? You'd well, be, that that oh, that's in, not, introduces that's not another yeah. element of of cost, but it's a it's an upfront cost that will actually probably benefit down the line because you're right, Nick. It means that a lot of people don't necessarily have to go there specifically. To check it. No, but is there not a simpler? And maybe that I think the CTC have kind of started this idea. It will pick up problems. Well, no, but we have a on a Friday morning, someone goes into each theatre, runs the test DCP, makes sure that all the sound channels are working, that the picture looks bright and in focus. That would be a start, wouldn't it? Well, that would. Yeah, but that brings us to staffing. (laughs) It it does, but. Uh, it, it doesn't take long to do that, uh, no. but it's not just about identifying the problem. It's about reporting oh, and getting the problem course, fixed should course. you encounter one. But as a projectionist of standing, part of my skill was I could see this problem coming. Hey, in a minute, yeah, yeah, that yeah. noise isn't the right noise. <laughs> Hang on a minute. There's trouble a-brewing. The motor coupling is going. The, you know, all these little things that yeah. you could tell. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the intermittent sticking. The intermittent's doing a weird yeah. you, thing. You, you, know. can, you can do that to a certain extent with digital no, but you cinema. you can't do it now. You can't do no, you, it now. You can, can you, you? you can to a certain extent, but it doesn't really tell you much. Mm. Because, I mean, I, I was in a cinema uh, a couple of weeks ago and I heard a fan going like, like wearing right. away and I'm like well that's an identified fan that is clearly got a clogged filter because it's having to work overtime to keep it cool yes because the filter's clogged and that's an indication because you can hear this the fan's sure. just working like the clappers mm. trying to keep it cool but somebody should have heard that well yes but again it's not about hearing it it's about Remedi- remediating the issue it's about getting it fixed so should we I mean we sort of thought we would talk about this we're probably running out of time mm. well and truly but um, you know the idea that we should actually be starting to train people yes tech people in the cinema yes, again absolutely <laughs> absolutely what a, what a ridiculous absolutely. idea absolutely I would say I would oh, say man. go for the automated you reckon I'm afraid so well because uh, QSC have got automated <laughs> stuff more reliable no no anymore. <laughs> no not QSC um, cheaper ok no they don't do it anymore oh they don't it's no. all the arguments why we're all going to lose Harkness our do anyway. one but it's Harkness. really expensive oh right and it's costing you just, have to, you just have to buy a robot yeah <laughs> and uh, the robot can walk in in the middle of the morning yeah, um, <laughs> but or, even simple checks would be a start. You could just it? you could just hire one technical member of staff back to the workforce. Yeah, now it, it, it's not in in all reality that isn't going to work. And one the reason I say that is because if you're recruiting someone just to do that one job, it's really boring. 
right. because most yeah. of the time yeah. it, it works. It works fine. It works fine automated. And it's not really that much of a problem. It doesn't need constant babysitting. Yeah, but you could hire someone that has um, a technical inclination that wants to do the tech stuff, but does not mind also serving popcorn and drinks. And doing other technical things around the cinema. Exactly. Absolutely. Yes, because it's yeah. cinema, if, you, if you read your complete projectionist... I do have a complete projectionist. <laughs> you know what? I had visitors around last week, and yes. they were like, why do you have five books on how to be a projectionist? The complete like, projectionist, which I think was published <laughs> in about 1936. It's still relevant. It's, it's still relevant. But, but a projectionist job isn't just about showing the film. It's about looking after the... Heating and yeah. the HVAC was always HVAC, in our... and it's all about all about the, yeah. the 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 well-being of the entire building. Absolutely, it's it should be yeah. breathing should be. life into the. So building. could yeah. could I'm just wondering how we could come up between all the interested parties, mm. which um, you know from from the cinematography, the sound, uh, storytelling, um, your point of view of how you can efficiently running run a cinema and make it financially viable mm. um etc etc whether who, who we would turn to to make a, a single instrument that could be well, placed <laughs> in a particular point yes it does um, they exist uh, at a particular time in the morning that would uh, you know, the the projection would start up, and it, it would, would check run, that it was all correct. It, it would uh, play the sound, and those two aspects would be recorded, okay. analyzed, no, and fed they back exist. to a central so to a central um, somewhere. Mm. So would, yeah, who who does say, it? So did the Harkness have got one. Harkness, there are other manufacturers, I believe. Oh, but right. yes, Harkness have, have Harkness, got one. Okay. Is it, yeah. is it they, available well, we on very get, preferential we could terms? Get Harkness, <laughs> we could get Harkness and maybe some of the, yeah. the um, Harry and Red and. Okay, like everybody that. works together mm-hmm. from um, production through to um, exhibition. Oh, wouldn't that be the best? Uh, what a great uh, idea that uh, would be. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. We'd need a bit of stirring, but. Mm. But it's, you know, if. You, if, if yeah, I, I've said this a million times, particularly about the. The, the, the disconnect between exhibition and production yeah is that you can spend yeah. all your time and all that money and I can really bugger your film up yeah. all of that work <laughs> that you've done well, I can just bugger it up in a second well, even it, it, you know I if mean, I don't do it properly you've got to try pretty hard to fuck it up completely yeah <laughs> <laughs> no but I've I mean, I've seen it and, and no, of course can, of course can, can, but no, you know yeah. I, I, no, I've, I've been in the business long enough to have seen really fucked up stuff yeah. I tell you <laughs> I've yeah, but, seen that from yeah. our end as well. Yeah. But you talked earlier about that sort of micro hmm. elements that yeah. all, in a sense, we were getting into very micro. Yeah, elements. yeah, it's and, into the weeds. And yes, we we do need to do that. It's the it's the sum of all those that that that, that yes. makes no, it. No, it does absolutely. Most absolutely. Um, enjoy, for most enjoyment. Yeah, and. Customer satisfaction. Yeah, Absolutely. and a lot of customer satisfaction is often, I think, subliminal. It's not well, that they know yeah. 
necessarily yeah. why they you know this is yeah. where I I like yeah. masking they don't and know I like why screen yeah. tags they enjoyed it they just because know they enjoyed it, it just sets yeah. up a subliminal well that's it yeah. no, no one mind. should ever know that we're there pulling yeah. the strings no. oh, well that was what my dad always told me well it's true if my you did dad, a good job well, no his, one knows no, that you're there his thing was his thing was that we are supposed to be invisible yeah. yeah no one is supposed to notice that yeah. we're there absolutely that that was his thing that's yeah. what he tried that to instill absolutely in. right because yeah. if if you're well, invisible you're mm. doing your job well that's right yeah, if absolutely. they notice you then you're yeah, not you're doing not. your job well <laughs> yeah. we, we have exactly the same expression for cinematography yeah, yeah exactly if they're, if they're admiring the cinematographer <laughs> we've lost the plot yeah absolutely. <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no. um, um, one very last thing, very quickly, because we've, we've we've overrun quite a lot. Oh, so one very about last two and thing. a half hours so yeah. far. This is some, so this is some, some cutting gonna, required. Yeah, we'll we'll get it edited yeah. down to um, a good fifteen minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well, there'll be twenty minutes of credits on it. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this this, is, this isn't just for what's going in the chat. This, is it? No, no. This no. is our work going forward. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and people can play it at you know one and a half speed or whatever to get through. So <laughs> is it are, time? Is it time? It yeah, is. It is so. probably time. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just enough to say thank you very much to Nick, Nolan for for being our lovely guest. Yes. Um, My ears just giving in. <laughs> oh, right, okay. Thanks uh, to Kevin and Tony as ever for the regulars. Appreciate your your time as ever. Um, we hope you've enjoyed it. This has been a production of the CTC, and thank God I'm new.